We Are Personal Ads podcast. I will be your host, Haley. I am a they-them archivist in Washington, D.C., and this show is not for children. What does that mean? Don't let your child listen to it if they don't want to hear swear words, sexual fantasies, kinks, and or other fun stuff that will come out of our mouths. Now, with me today is my beautiful farm femme fiancé, Rachel. Would you like to introduce yourself? My name is Rachel, and I am best known as Haley's fiancé. My co-hosting is a Valentine's Day gift to Haley because they have been begging me to be a guest since the first episode, and I really hate hearing my own voice. I'm a farmer, herbalist, and forager, and have an herbalism business, Toadstool Botanicals, based in D.C. I literally jumped for joy when she said that she would be on the show with me. So, Rachel, have you ever done a personal ad? Or what would you put in a personal ad? I don't believe I've written one or replied to one. And I, if I were going to do my own, it would be looking for other farmy, planty, herby people in D.C. Because that could be hard to find. Other farm queers, as it were. Yeah. Come at her, farmers. You can find Rachel at Toadstool Botanicals on Instagram. Toadstool Botanicals. How you spell toadstool and botanicals. Excellent. DM her. Alright, we've got a disclaimer. The views expressed in these personal ads are not my own or Rachel's. Some of the ads are from eras with very different ideas about race, bodies, and what it means to be a part of the LGBTQ community. While I do not take these things lightly and will do my best to address them as I see them, I am also here to share the thirsty, pining, and sometimes ridiculous queer lonely hearts sent out into the world. So as you know, our theme today is Valentine's Day. A day for loving those around you, be they platonic or romantic. Lots of chocolate and pink and whatnot. So we're going to talk about a newspaper that we're focusing on today. It's called the Denver Outfront. It began in 1976, and it's still publishing into the now. From a 2014 article by the Outfront editor Berlin Sylvester, it highlights all of Denver slash Colorado's gay history beginning in the 1860s in White Settlers and not mentioning all those native folk and their history on the land, which I'm sure also had some queerness. But anyway, Rachel, did you know that Colorado was the third state in the U.S. to repeal sodomy laws? No, but that tracks. When do you think that was? To repeal them completely? Yeah. 1984. 1984. Why do you, why? I don't know. It's like far enough away, but still pretty recent, Mm. which feels correct for a lot of gay rights stuff. Yeah. What, what year? Was it earlier? It was 1972. All right, it wasn't far off. Yeah, no. You're a good guesser. <clears throat> so, by 1991, when we were reading this paper, Denver became one of the first municipalities in the U.S. to adopt anti-discrimination policies for gays and lesbians. So I'm not sure if that was in housing or employment or whatnot. I don't know. I'm assuming the whole deal. The whole deal, probably. So we're doing the issue from February 15th, 1991. <laughs> which is the Valentine's Day edition, as you might assume. Uh, The first page was filled up with the Valentine's Day ads. There was a contest to name one of the ads slash poems as as king, as, as the winner, number one. So we'll read the winner at the end. We're gonna lay some out front ground rules. They did not allow crude language or sexual preferences in the ads, and then they abbreviated the- They didn't allow sexual- like, your sexuality? No, they they allowed your sexuality, but, like, sexual, like, I want someone to jizz on my jam wasn't allowed. Or, like, I want someone to tug on my- Nuts. Tutor. Oh, yeah. Nuts. 
See, you weren't allowed to say those things. So no crude language, no sexual references, not preferences, references, sorry. And then they were, uh, they would abbreviate the words for you. So they offered the person-to-person ads, which was, they were in the paper, which were in the paper, God. Or talking ads, which were on the phone. So those were free for the first 10 words. But then after that, it was 25 (laughs) cents per word. Wait, for the phone? For the phone, yeah. Oh my God. And no personal phone numbers or street addresses were allowed. So makes it hard to uh, stalk them later. Anywho, so we're going to get into it. Would you like to read the first one? No. Okay. Also, if you hear some crunching in the background, it's Rachel playing with her seeds. Sumac berries. Sumac berry seeds. Anyway. So our first personal ad is Daisy. Whole hog, half ham, Arkansas by dam. Cruise the park, tackle the boys in the dark. Forever yours, Mikey. What What are your first thoughts? What do you think these things mean? This is not, um, this is nonsensical to me. Yeah. Okay, so I was Tackle like- the boys in the dark sounds like a threat. <laughs> yeah, it does kind of sound like they're gonna beat up some cruising. Like, it sounds like a plan to, like, jump somebody. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. Obviously cruising, so- Cruising? Sounds, sounds gay. Yeah. Also, I was looking it up because I was like, what the fuck does whole hog have ham? Like, why are we talking about Arkansas? Well- it is a literal saying, and it was apparently pretty obscure if you don't know sports. So. It sounded like a team thing, yeah, like a, it, a football, and then tackle, too. Yeah, tackle the boys in the dark, in the park. First of all, I don't think, I don't know much about iambic pentameter, but I don't think that this doesn't, it's not, it doesn't Whole flow. Hog, half ham. Arkansas, by no. damn, cruise the park, tackle the boys in the dark. <laughs> they needed another thing, you know? But I think it was, like, under 25 words for this. About that. I think you were supposed to remain under 20 words, because it was all pretty uh, small. But it was pretty obscure, and it's still kind of obscure if you're not, like... So, what I could find about it was from various Twitter posts and then references to football forums. So I think it's talking about the Arkansas Razorbacks, their cheer... You know, someone from Newsbreak.com asked when the saying died out, and it was estimated to be, like, the 1960s, but apparently it lives on in this couple's love in 1991. So I'm assuming someone's from Arkansas or went to school there. But I did find an interesting video on YouTube from Oh yeah, he said Razorback. Okay. She crying? I think she's just embarrassed. So that was posted by Leighton Geofam. They have 104 subscribers. That was posted in May 5th, 2012. Brothers Bubba George and Leighton George, both originally from Blytheville, sing the Arkansas Razorback cheer. This took place Christmas Day of 1981, which was, I'm assuming, why he was wearing a turkey hat on his head. I thought he was wearing a ham hat. Oh. Because ham. Because ham. <laughs> Anywho, so now we're going into the next ad, which Rachel's going to read for us. Fingers are sticky. Okay, well, don't touch my stuff. Lenny Lizard, I love your tail, your eyes, your lips, 
and you're, well, don't hesitate. Please don't whine. Just say you'll be my Valentine, Lonnie. Lonnie and Lenny, together forever. It's alliterative. Mm-hmm. What do you want me to say? I don't know. I'm just thinking about the lizard roleplay. I don't think there's lizard roleplay going on here. I think it's just a nickname. She loves the tale. Incredible po- poem. Love it. <laughs> Sorry. I don't... It's okay. have a thought about it. <laughs> Not a thought. I should have gone, gone some deeper ones, I guess. I liked this one a lot better than the first one. It had more rhythm. And, I mean, the other one had a, a cute little, like, cultural reference to but this one feels very like something that like we might put in there. Anyway. Okay, here's next. Caveman. Billy Idol and Stink can gyrate and sing, but when we're in motion, it takes a lot of lotion. Dominantly yours, Daddy. You have a face. Why? <laughs> I don't like the term lotion. Lotion. Lotion is... Would you prefer salve? Once again, I think this is a very creative one i think this one should have won tbh no i think this so. is a lazy rhyme it's the same thing as like please don't whine just say you'll yeah, be my had, valentine that had more flow all right oh here's a fun one gerard we both forgot the vows we made both got lost along the way but we can't go wrong if the love we have is real michael this is not a poem this is just a plea <laughs> yeah it does feel like they a weird thing to post in a Valentine's Day ad. It's like... I mean... It does feel like a last plea for help in, like, marriage. And then also, like, immortalizing it in the newspaper where everybody's gonna read it on Valentine's Day. There's probably only so many Gerards spelled with two R's. That's very true. So everyone's gonna know. They are. It's, a uh, Yeah, it's interesting because it's kind of like... We both cheated, but we still love each other, and... According to this According guy. According to this guy. They they have a real love. It feels like a like a passive aggressive olive branch for all of their friends to see. I feel like they should probably go to therapy. They should go to therapy. There are a lot of gay therapists that were in advertising in the newspaper at this time too. I bet, I bet. A lot of them were massage therapists, but oh, you can do a little bit both. Well, just as useful. <clears throat> okay, so I have two here. Um, because I think they're written by the same person, and they're right one after another. They were, like, right after each other. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna read them both. Happy Valentine's Day to Daddy in Washington. Miss you, love you, want you here sometime soon. Brian, you're mine. Your baby boy, Joseph. <laughs> Rachel, you just stop scoffing. <laughs> scoffing. People have opinions and desires and love. Anyway, so your baby boy, Joseph, then writes... Happy Valentine's Day to all my homeboys, Gilberto, Curtis, Eddie, Paul, Tony C, and all the men at the T, buddies, in compound. Just me, Joseph. I think, I mean, one of these is, like, I think he just, like, goes out and hangs out, but the T, the buddies, and the compound are all, like, leather bars. Nice. There could be a lot of Josephs in Denver, but I do think that he probably is getting around in terms of, like, social life. Not necessarily so. It sounds like that's a friend message. Yeah. So yeah, from the first ad, we get that he's a devoted bottom and also has a daddy in Washington State. Anyway, the second is a very cute friend group, Love Valentine. And so I looked up the three bars slash clubs. Buddies is a gay bar at 2101 Champa Street in Denver. It's where good boys go bad. 
It offers leather, Levi's, and hot men. The compound was at 145 Broadway and 2nd. Tuesdays was $3 bucket of beer night. I don't know what necessarily that means. If it's like a draft beer it's in like a bucket, bucket yeah. or if it's like Bud Lights in ice. Because I know like, it is. a picture. Foul. And they also had like a cute ad in this magazine that says, don't drink at the compound. And it, it, and it advertised all of these mocktails and non alcoholic bevies, which I thought was really sweet and nice. Because, you know. Yeah, how... that's pretty progressive for that time, I feel like. Yeah, for 1991 and like, yeah. Even just now, I feel like I know. people. Well, that's what I'm saying. I feel like only now we're starting to get places that like are welcoming for that. Yeah. Welcoming to people who don't have a desire to drink alcohol. I don't know if they had like a, an 18 and unders night, and I don't know what like the drink, the um, drinking age was at that time in Colorado, but. It was, it was 21. 21, it was 91. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't know, Wisconsin kept it at 18 for a while. And then the last one he mentioned, or the first one he actually mentions, but the last one I looked up is the tea. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, there wasn't anything by the tea. But judging by Joseph's tastes, I think it's the Triangle Denver Club at 2036 Broadway because it's another Levi and Leather Bar. And I think that's that's pretty adequate because I looked up all the other, not leather bars, but just gay bars in the area. And the tea, that was the, they, that's the only one that has tea as mm-hmm. an, a thing. Next one, Rachie Rach. You're my audiv. Tasty and sweet. Little piece of cheese. Big piece of meat. <laughs> Meet me at the 90s for Smorgasbord, JP. Did you like it? Yeah. This feels like something you would write. Absolutely not. Tasty and sweet. I'm tasty and sweet. I'm a little piece of cheese. I got a big piece of meat. Oh. <laughs> I think this was another contender for win- winner, in my my opinion. It's it's good. It's it's creative. Is the '90s a bar? It's a bar. Yeah, it's a gay dance club in Denver. And on Thursday nights, it had ninety cent highballs and no cover charge. Wait, what do you think the piece of cheese refers to? A little piece of cheese. I don't know. Like the whole guy? Maybe. Like a whole chunka, little hunka chunka, man. <laughs> A little piece of cheese. Yeah, I would think that's, like, his stature. And then... So he's he's a, he's a small man, but he's got a lot of loving. He has a big dong. A big dong. And they like to go to the 90s Gay Dance Club at 2975 Fox Street. It did open in, like, the early 90s. And I wonder if it only stayed open for a decade. <laughs> so it was called... It was called The 90s. Fascinating. Yeah. Is that a what name was of a drink? Na- what was the name of the number? Uh, twenty nine seventy five, Fox Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I like that one. I think that that's a good one. I'm gonna read this one. Keith, I love you. Can we still get a dachshund, please, baby? Love, Brad. This is what you would write. <laughs> Rachel this is would write. what I would write. Um, I like that it's asking for something they want. Mm-hmm. I like that dachshunds are timeless. Dachshunds are timeless. It also shows that gays were making pets their their babies this early. Yeah. But I suppose that's always been true. Rachel traveled through time to write this ad and place it in my sphere of consciousness. Um, I hope he got a dachshund. What do you think they named it? Baby. Baby? Please, for baby. Love Brad. Brad and Keith are cute. Okay, so the next one is Pig Nuts. They said it wouldn't last. I guess they were wrong. All my love. Donut butt. Interesting. What does pig nuts mean? I don't know. I feel like it's a reference to something that we don't know. 
Well, yes, definitely an inside joke. No, 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 no. I mean, oh. like, I feel like it might mean something. Like culturally? Like you should Google it. Okay. No. Uh, okay, I'm doing it. Pig nut. That's, I, it's a, well, I doubt Oops. that's what they mean, though. A pig nut is a hickory tree that bears nuts with thin husks. Well, I knew that part, but like. If you look into uh, Urban Dictionary, it's a curse word used by Shakespeare and is an ugly tuber. Thou infectious, rude-growing pig nut. I don't think that that's no. it. Uh, hilariously, though, Pignut and Donut Butt are both names that you can shout at cops. That's true. Maybe... Maybe it's cops. Maybe they're cops. Gay cops. Gay cops. I don't think that they speak that badly of themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> donut Butt. <laughs> I feel like Donut Butt might have might have come from, like, you know those, like, donuts that you have to sit on when you have surgery or you're pregnant to, like, relieve the pressure on your booty? Oh, yeah. Maybe he had some kind of surgery. I guess. I'm stretching. I'm reaching. Okay. Anyway, so the winner of Denver, Colorado's best Valentine's Day ad of 1991 is... Drumroll. <clears throat> Al, once we swore to love, now we love to swear. You suck, you hog. Love's muck a bog. Swinish, shall we say nineish? Paul. See, there's a lot of pig references to these. It feels like something that someone would write within, like, a few years of their relationship once you're, they're comfortable with each other. Like, this isn't obviously, like, a new sweetheart. This was submitted by Paul to his Valentine, Al. They received a gift from Lautrec, which is a restaurant and cabaret, and it seems to put on dinner and theater productions from time to time. Located at two, sorry, 266 South Downing Street. Uh, I'm assuming this was named for the French painter Toulouse-Lautrec, who is mm -hmm. apparently grotesque, loved women, and was a fan of rogues. So there's definitely something gay there. So yeah, they got a complimentary dinner and a chauffeured limousine for, um, I'm assuming on Valentine's Day, because I'm assuming they knew that they won the right. 14th. They didn't just like print it on the 15th and then you got, you found out halfway through that you were supposed to be going mm -hmm. on a date. So we're going to be... Was this the Dyke Show? This is the Dyke Show. Well, it's not called The Dyke Show. So, it's because... Not. No, it's not. It's called... <laughs> it's called that. Because our earlier ads featured all, like, men-loving-men relationships from the out front, I decided what better way to close out the episode by a radio show called The Lesbian Show. So, The Lesbian Show is hosted by the Archives of Lesbian Oral Testimony right now, which is a Canadian archive. The Vancouver Radio hosts... The Lesbian Show, and Louise Hutchinson is the host. So we're going to hear these ads. They're actually from 1999. No, they're from 1990, February 1990, so just a year before our other thing. You're right. Carol, Penny, and other guests read Valentine's poetry, and Valentines are called in by listeners for Dial-A-Dyke. Anyway, here's The Lesbian Show. And this music will end soon, I promise. Oh, right. God, I just love their music. I'm looking forward to listen to it on Tuesday night. And this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We're going to actually start reading some Valentines. And there are lots coming in. So keep your fingers on the dial 684-8494. This one is to Leslie R. I care, but it's hard to tell you from a friend of many years. Oh, doesn't that just make your heart bleed? This one is to Anita. That was one sentence. Let's get behind an eight ball together. Any pool table will do. Love, 
a shy shark. Oh, <laughs> shy indeed. What's <laughs> what are your thoughts so far? What does the eight ball thing mean? I think it's just they like to play pool together, and maybe she's gonna get behind her and show her the moves with a pool cue. With a pool cue. <laughs> anyway, Jeez. let's keep going. Here's a cutesy little one. Two mouse. Hearts, flowers, chocolates from Snake. Guess those are little cutesy words they use. And this is one of my most favorite ones. And this is pretty much to all you wonderful dykes out there. And if you recognize yourself in this Valentine wish, then this is for you. A Valentine greeting to all those adventurous Amazons who view non-monogamy as an art form. To be nurtured with passion and integrity at every perfect opportunity. And the woman who wishes all of you dykes that wants to remain anonymous, but I really like that one. Did you write it? Did and you this write one it, is Penny? To All Witches. It's actually from what we refer to as Source Unknown. It's from a book called Moonflower, which is a book of okay, Africa. We're not doing that. No, wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. Moonflower? That Sorry. sounds fun. It could be really bad. You are a witch by being female, untamed, angry, joyous, and immortal. And this is another one that's just been brought to me, and it says, to FG. I think this is just a little bit revved up, a little bit hot, so I hope you're paying attention to my every word here. Are you paying attention? Love your bod. Love your bod. Love your bod. Love other parts of you also. But it's the bod I'm interested in right now. G, J. Hmm. I hated Hot that. stuff happening somewhere. I have to say, they're not as creative when it's on the radio show. That's not true. I think it's hard. It's a different... It's a different medium. It hits different. Yeah. I feel like if they were if they were doing, like, a poem thing... Like, this is just Valentine's. The this vibe is like- I'm getting from this is that, as in any city... The community's extremely small, and they all know who's doing each thing. Yeah. yeah. But I love your bod. I love your bod. I love your bod. I'm it's, unimpressed. It's, I mean. And they say that we don't know how to sext. Who says that? I don't know. I feel like. What is it? Like the boomers? <laughs> yeah, the boomers. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, there's this whole, like, you know, kind of discourse about. How our generation isn't, like, verbose anymore and doesn't do, like, writing. And then there's this shit in 1990, like, 30 years ago. I'm unimpressed. I'll say it. Yeah, okay. People were like this before AIM. Now I sound like a boomer. (laughs) Yeah. Alright. Or maybe it's just the Canadians. Is this Canada? It's Vancouver. That explains something. Okay, Rachel, I have one last treat for you. We are going to hear about the ad of Valentine's Day shows in Vancouver. So here we go. I think if our operator, who is just doing a great job tonight, is ready, we're going to take a bit of a breather. That was my heart pounding. (laughs) And I hope uh, those of you out there who receive those Valentines, I hope it makes your heart pound and all kinds of other things that we won't get into at the moment. However, we'll listen to a little promo, actually, for Key Change, which is February 14th at the Fanny's Cultural Center. What are you going to do this Valentine's Day? More of the same old candy and flowers. How about something more exciting and fun? 
From the heart of the drive, commercial drive that is, a co-op radio benefit. Tuesday, February 14th, at the Vancouver East Cultural Center. An eclectic Valentine's evening lineup of some of the best local musicians, poets, and performers Vancouver has to offer. Not just one or two acts, but seven unique performances from an east side perspective. You'll have a great time, no matter what part of the city you're from. There's jazz from Lunar Adventures, a musical look at the sillier side of love from Margot Izard, music from the 20s from the It Girls, and two of Vancouver's best-known and most respected poets, Maxine Gadd and Jerry Gilbert. Follow that up with the steamy torch songs of Hot House, and wrap it all up with Key Change, the great seven-piece all-woman band who you've got from the heart of the drive. Tickets are available at Octopus Books East, Black Swan, Track Records, McLeod's Books, High Life, Cabbages and Kinks, and Co-op Radio. For reservations, call 254-9578. From the heart of the drive, a co-op radio benefit. Tuesday, February 14th at the Vancouver East Cultural Center. Tuesday, February 14th. Shall we go? Well, anyway, that's all, folks. I hope you enjoy this foray into Valentine's Day, gayest scene of Denver in the ripe year of 1991. When Madonna topped the charts, Silence of the Lambs came out. And 60 Minutes played on everyone's TV set. Thank you for being it on the show. It still plays on everyone's TV set. What are you talking about? It doesn't. It doesn't anymore. Not yes, on everyone. It-, it was It was the top show in 1991. Sorry. 60 Minutes was the top show in 1991. Thanks for being on the show, Rachel. You grumpy little muffin. Um, and thank you, listeners, for listening. I hope you enjoyed. 